Hello, everybody. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. I am Joe, and as always, I have Luke right beside me. And this is Season 3, Episode 11 of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. The Buffalo Sabres still hold a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing this a really long time, but absolutely. The Sabres, we have the standings written on our new board here. We are two points behind the Montreal Canadiens for the first wild card spot, but I'm it, it's it's looking pretty good right now. Um, we'll get into this more later in the show, but I'm having an inner dilemma about. I know last week I'm all you know they can't screw this up. It's so hard to screw this up, but now I'm thinking like I don't know. Maybe I just need to watch the games. I'm having panic attacks. I can't watch like the next two games, but we'll we'll, we'll discuss. Okay, you want to talk about the the Ottawa onslaught? Yes, as we're that transpired it. on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it was on at work, so I, I, you know, I kind of was paying attention to it. I was working and watching. Nine to two. I was joking with my manager, saying, "When was the last time this team scored over five, like over five goals?" So we had, pre- we pretty much had three games worth of goals. Over the last couple of seasons, mm-hmm. in this one game, and it was just—it was weird. And Eichel didn't even have to score. Yeah. So we got nine goals to Eichel scoring. I don't know how many points he had, but I think he had three. That's impressive. Still, yeah. I know Pominville had two. Skinner had at least one, maybe two. I think Skinner had a goal. Did he? Yeah, I know he scored one, at least one. But yeah, that's the good thing about getting some more scoring, especially mm-hmm. on Eichel's wings. He doesn't have to be counted on to. Be a goal, score all the goals anymore. Exactly, that's great. And imagine if yeah. he did score though, like could have been 11, could have been eleven, 11 to two. To two. <laughs> like, uh, the last time this team scored nine goals in a game, do you know uh, how long it's been? I think January twenty seventh, two thousand nine. Two thousand nine against the Oilers. Nine to one win against the Oilers. I think it was ten to one. It was totally ten. Games. Yes, it was ten to one. Yes, I remember that game. Uh, Stafford had a yes, hat Stafford trick. Stafford had a hat trick. He had like three points in the first period. He was, we were dominant that game. Oh yeah, and that was like peak Edmonton Oilers suck. You're a, they're getting Taylor Hall. No, yeah, year before uh, January two thousand nine. Right, that was their yes. their. That was when the suckitude really took over. In Edmonton. Yes, yeah, that was a fun game. That was it was fun. Fun game. I didn't yeah. get to watch the whole thing because mm-hmm. you know. Sabres only play when I'm at work, so... And this is why we wanted to face Mike McKenna. Mm-hmm. He let in six of those goals. Yes. Like, like, Anderson... Well, Anderson let in a couple He let in three. Ones. Uh, the Oposo goal was one, the one nothing goal. What is that? Oh, that was bad. Are was we done with saying Kyle Oposo's a problem? No. Are we done with that? Because done, yeah, he's... I'm, yeah, he looks like a completely different player. Mm-hmm. He he has eight points in fifteen games, which is respectable, definitely good enough. It's not six million dollar money. That's about a forty one point pace. But I mean, if he scores, if he gets two three points tonight, or gets on a little bit of a streak, like he's definitely not their biggest problem anymore. Mm-hmm. He's he looks like a completely different player, much faster. Playing some points on the board as well, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, so the game tonight, 
I feel like we should touch more on this Ottawa game though, because it was yes. it was it was fun. I mean, I, I mean, when do we ever get to talk about Sayers scoring nine goals? I feel the like fans we're not... were cheering. They were they were loud. Mm-hmm. Like they were chanting, you know, one, two, two three, three. We want we whatever. Want ten. Yeah. yeah. And then the Middlestat goal. Oh, that was great. Because you never you can't give Casey Middlestat that much time and space Mm-mm. to shoot because he's gonna light you up. But. No. Sweet Caroline, the, oh, yeah. the fans are saying it, singing it, and because the music stopped at that point and the play's going on. That's awesome. And they're saying so good, so, so good. good, and then so Casey good. rips it past oh. McKenna. It's just like wow, this That's team embarrassing. is fun for once, for the first time in how long? How long has it been since the city of Buffalo has had a fun hockey team? We're I I don't even know if I would say the 2011 Sabers were fun. They weren't. They weren't. No. The 2010 Sabers were fun. fun. Yeah, because yeah. they won the division. They were a really good team. But 2011, remember, they were they were still a really bad team for the start of the season. They went on a crazy run mm-hmm. to the end, and they they made the playoffs. Right. And remember Nathan Gerby played for the Cleveland Monsters oh, last yeah. night in in Buffalo. Rochester played in Buffalo last night. Scored. Kirby scored mm-hmm. very late to, I think, yeah. I think, eh, it might have been like five five or four to two. But Nathan Kirby. Did he get a round of applause? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh. I, I couldn't really tell. But, yes, the last time the Sabres made the playoffs, the Sabres faced the Flyers in that game, and Kirby had that. That spinorama. Spinorama that took mm-hmm. his team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was the last time. It's been a really long time. I wonder if there's going to be a moment like that this year. Who, and who who's going to be that guy? Who will be the Nathan Gerby of this year? Johan Larson. <laughs> no. It'll be... It'll be... Connor Sherry. Yeah. You know? I, I can see it. <laughs> Sherry's been really good. He has been. Had a goal. He had that breakaway goal in the Ottawa game. Mm-hmm. Scored the only goal in the Rangers game on, I want to say... Uh, I forgot what day it was. Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Ottawa game it was really fun. Really fun. Didn't get to watch the whole Rangers game, but Henrik Lundqvist is still a god, and yeah. was the only reason the Buffalo didn't win that game. Yeah, if it was any other goaltender on any other night than the Sabres win, Lundqvist is still the king. Yes. We found out, and we were robbed, quite frankly, because I mean we were the better team. We were the better team. We just, we bumped into the better goaltender, I guess. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of big saves. He did. Like, he did. It's gonna happen, but uh, the Sabers gave up a couple goals in like one minute, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, what are you gonna do? You can't win them all. Mm-hmm. You can't win them all. So that's true. Now we're officially 15 games into the season. Last season, you had your 15 game test. Yes, I did. Before you wanted to make a judgment about last year's team. That's true. Now, of course, it did not take 15 games last season to prove that that team was a living dumpster fire and didn't deserve to be in the National Hockey League. Right. But this year, it's a completely different story. Are you ready to make a judgment? Oh, God. Uh, I... Now, here... I had a dilemma kind of form in my head, and that's why I alluded to earlier. But... I, I don't maybe I just need to watch more games because when when we have these spans in between games like this like four days, I don't like it, and mm-hmm. my 
my confidence and hype goes down through the floor. So I, I we currently sit uh, one point ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs. That's, when was the last time that we were able to say that? By yeah. the way, like, come on, I don't even, I don't care if it's November eighth. Like, wow, that's amazing. That isn't going to last, but I tell you what also won't last. The team that's ahead of us, the Canadians. So, big game tonight. This is probably the biggest game in the season. This is, as they say, a four-point game. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you lose, you're down four points, you win, you're tied. Yeah. And you take two points from the other team. But the Habs won't stay there. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. And if you look at the rest of the conference, Flyers, I think we're better than them. I think goaltending is better. Yeah, goaltending definitely a lot better. Senators are not for real. They're no. They're gonna fall off. The Rangers are rebuilding. They're not even trying to make the playoffs. The Hurricanes have fallen off a cliff. Yeah, the Hurricanes. Fourteen points. Category one now. <laughs> the Devils. The Devils will bounce back, I think. They'll be close. That, yeah, They'll I think the Devils are the team that will take or try to take a spot. Uh, we only wrote down the wild card standings, but if I can bring up the rest and see. The Red Wings sitting at oh, 12 it, points. I think the Devils can possibly take the Islanders' spot. Oh, yeah. I think the, Islander, the Islanders will take a step back. Yeah. They're overachieving right now. The Red Wings are. Points. They've been hot lately, but not going to 12 points. Panthers, I think, were all hype. All bark, no bite, maybe. And they sit at nine points. They are seven points behind us. Stats show, at the beginning of November, if you're four points out, then you're probably not going to make the playoffs. If you're four points out by November 1st, I think Elliot Friedman said that only four teams since 2005, if you're four points out by November 1st, have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So... I think you can put the Kings, Panthers, Knights. Uh, there's a couple other ones in there as well. It's been it's been about a week since November first, so it's been a little bit. The Blues, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about that in a little bit too yeah. because the Blues they they uh, had a big win. O'Reilly got a hat trick the other night, but oh, I want to man. revisit the O'Reilly trade. I'm looking a little at this, bit though. I'm looking at the West right now. Colorado was like. Six and one to start the year, right? They're seven, five, and three. Hmm. But I mean, they're they're better than everybody that's below them. Yeah. So, oh well, Vancouver is gonna take a step back as well. I would yeah, be shocked they if they make it. But you gotta feel good about where we're at. At least it they'll be in it by Thanksgiving. That's right. Like last year, it was it was just a lost cause at this point. Like, I remember vividly, like, it was November and we're already like, oh, can the season end already? Mm -hmm. Before the season started, you said you wanted to see progress and development. Is this what you were talking about? Yes. Yes. This is exactly Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Casey Middlestad is getting better every Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Every single game, Casey Middlestad's improving. His, like, training camp, his skating was pretty bad. Like, he looked slow, but now whenever I get the chance to watch him, he looks a lot quicker. He's starting to shoot more. It's nice. That's why I like to see. Darlene looks as advertised, for the love of God, play him more. Mm-hmm. But 
and get Risto off the first power. Mm-hmm. And bit. why is Tage Thompson still in Buffalo? I get that the cliche, oh, he's going to learn from the press box, but, like, you have to play. You it's, have to play games. You have to play. And him getting You have to go one, to school to learn. Yes. Him getting read Wikipedia. <laughs> him getting one game in every out of every three or four games is not gonna do anything for him. He just turned twenty one last week, I think. So why is Rummy Ely not playing? They don't want to shake I, I I don't understand, but I guess you can't fix what isn't broken. Yeah, because they're winning Larson, Gergensons, these guys are all in the lineup. This if is they just... go if they go out and lose like four or five games in a row, I'm sure they'll shake it up, but... Tonight's game is huge. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest game of the season. This is big. This is like the Bruins game. Remember when that Bruins game from a few years ago where we lost like 4 nothing, but we could have... Uh... We were in a similar spot like this. If we won, we were in a playoff The home-and-home home with the, the Bruins. The home-and-home with the Bruins, and we blew them both. I remember that. Yeah, they blew them both, and then I said... And then that this was not it. a playoff team. I was like, ah, stop being so negative. Blah, it was blah, blah. after no. that that we said... That's probably the end of this season. Mm-hmm. That, was, was. that was the game that Larson got hurt, and he was never the same after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Montreal. But, man. They, they made some pretty good additions this offseason. They did. I, we all love to laugh at Mark Bergerman, but that Max Pacioretty trade was a stroke of genius. Pacioretty's struggling. Uh, I, won't, I don't want to say struggling. He's like but two goals. Yeah, he's not producing in Vegas, and Vegas is having a pretty rough start to the season as well. They got... Uh, Tatar. Tatar is off to a really good start. He's one of Montreal's leading goal scorers. Leading point scorers, I should say. They have a second-round pick and Nick Suzuki. Suzuki's going to be a really good, fine player, too. So, that was a good trade for them. Uh, everyone laughed at him for the the Galchenyuk trade. Galchenyuk is still a really good player, but Max Domi's proven that he's no slouch. Mm-hmm. Everyone was sleeping on Max Domi. I I like Max Domi as a player. He's, he's a really good player. I wish... Buffalo could have a guy like that, but uh, he's probably just happy to be in Canada and not Arizona. Yeah. I think playing in Arizona just takes the the life out of you. I can see it. But yeah, and Joel Armia too. Who's mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many points he has, but I like Joel Armia. I kind of like. I I know he was a first round pick and hasn't really panned out to live up to that hype, but I still really like him as a player. You know, it's a shame because. With the Sabres being in it, we can't root for like other teams to, that that we like to to be in. Like the Canadians would be a fun team to watch, but I mean, Sabres gotta take that spot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Montreal is gonna hold on to. This. I don't. Yeah. All it takes is one Carey Price injury, and they're done. Mm-hmm. And it happens every year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so on the drive in this morning. Howard, uh, Jeremy and Brayton on WGR were talking about could the Sabres actually make the playoffs. This is the first time that this has even been a discussion in seven, eight years. So, I don't know. Can this team make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a possibility. Yeah. But I think it's still too early. I don't know. I know it's 15 games in, but I still don't know yet. I think, if you think about it this way, if it wasn't the Sabres and it was any other year and you're looking mm-hmm. and... That's a good question. That's the, a good way to put it. But then there, there's been teams like the Stars and the Blues from last year who have had that spot at this point, and it's fall, the bottom came out from under them. Mm. 
I don't, I'm going to actually, we didn't write down the Atlantic standings, but let's see. We're two points out of the third speed seed in the Atlantic, but that belongs to the Bruins, so. I live for the day when the Sabres pass the Toronto Maple Leafs. I can't, oh, please, I hope that happens at some point this season. And there are quite a few games on today. So, if you're going to be watching around the league, Bruins face the Canucks. Okay. Uh, Flyers and the Coyotes play. Mm, Flyers could pass Buffalo in the standings with a win there. That's right. Um, the Senators play the Golden Knights. Senators um, could also pass Buffalo with a win. Hurricanes play the Blackhawks. And those tie Buffalo. Those are all the implications. Mm-hmm. We need to win tonight. It's 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 huge. This is a big game. Not to mention we're facing another team that's in the wild card right now. So yeah, if you lose this game, you're four points back, and then mm-hmm. you got all these teams that could pass you with wins tonight. So re, po, if there's a possibility that Buffalo could slide down like three spots in the standings mm-hmm. with a loss tonight. So right. you got to win. That yeah, come out hard and get the two points. This is tonight. big. It's a really big game. When was the last time we were, we're talking about big games? And, and it's like, not this is crazy. It's not dumb to hype up games this early season, okay? Because they're all gonna matter later in the year, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're gonna wonder, oh, why didn't they play hard on that November night? Well, this is why we bring it up because yeah. teams always finish all eighty-two point, point out, and you're going back looking. Oh, they only won that one game, didn't choke, and then. Here in the playoffs, so mm-hmm. of course we don't know the Lions tonight. Um, probably gonna be Hutton in goal because Allmark did start against in the nine two game. Hutton played against the Rangers though. Right, right. So. But it's it's been four days. You know? That's true. I I like to see Allmark get some more starts because he's supposed to be the guy of the future. That's mm-hmm. what we hear. That Allmark is their guy. So why don't you play him a little more? Would I you know Hutton's been good, but. Give him some more starts. Why not? Would you rather us face Price or Niami tonight? Anti Niami always comes up big against Buffalo, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did they face last time? I feel like they faced Niami last time. Yeah, it was Niami. They beat them, didn't they? Yeah, they came back and Oposo won it late. Yes, I remember that. Uh, I don't know. I obviously I'd rather face Niami. That's the safer bet. That is. But Carey Price, he's just. Mm, They'll, they'll probably face Price tonight. Yeah. Did Montreal play last night? I don't believe so. If not, if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. There wasn't a lot of games on. They go back to Miami. They did not play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it'll probably be Carey Price. The Lions came out yesterday. Reinhardt got put on the third line with Rodriguez and Sabotka. Oposo's up on the second line. So hmm. People were getting mad that Reinhardt's not scoring. Like, okay, but he's he's not a goal scorer. I people he's never been a goal scorer, mm-hmm. so he's always been a passer in the NHL. He's been a net front presence. So, oh that pass, the pass that he had, oh, I forget who he assisted. It might have been Skinner's goal. I'm not sure. Some power play, the Ottawa game, the nine two game. Yeah, Reinhardt's assist. It was beautiful. Like no look pass right in front of the net. I forget who scored, but oh my goodness, I didn't get the chance to see it. I think has Reinhardt ever had a strong start to a season? Absolutely in his not. Career? No. Even in his rookie year, he kind of like it took him like I don't know six, seven, eight games for him to score his first goal, and then he just kind of got going. 
Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think when he does score that goal, it'll happen eventually. He'll he'll start going again. I really hope so. At least on Tuesday, I tweeted, "I've been feeling real slow and sluggish, and I just I can't get started. I have a case of the Reinhardts, and I think Sam has a case of the Reinhardts as well because." I mean, he's the namesake, but he can't. He doesn't get started early, and I, th- I know you're just saying he's not a scorer, and he doesn't need to be a scorer because he excels in other parts of the game. But it's frustrating still that you're paying a guy this much and people ragging up Pozo, but for some reason Reinhardt's the golden boy. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Ooh, Ottawa. I want to talk. Oh, about, that's I right. Talk about Ottawa. It's yeah. been a while since we've been able to roast the Ottawa Senators, but if you didn't know, a video came out mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, over the weekend. Uh, some sen- seven Senators players yeah. were in an Uber. <clears throat> How me. ironic. Yes, because uh, Uber strikes again. Uber strikes again. Uh, if you've been listening for a while, you remember our tirade, but it might have been the last time... Uh, we roasted Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Eugene Melnick called out Eric Carlson in the locker room for not repaying him back for an Uber ride that he used the, the team credit card for or something like that. So seven Senators players were in an Uber ride in Arizona. It was Arizona, right? They were yes. in Arizona. And they were just talking crap about their penalty kill coach, uh, Raymond, I believe his name is. Marty Raymond. Marty Raymond. <laughs> and... Like, Matt Duchesne was saying he hasn't paid attention in a meeting for three weeks. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's why. Like, whenever someone asks, should the Sabres trade for Matt Duchesne, that's why. Because no. this guy. No. I No, they just got rid of O'Reilly. We don't need Matt Duchesne. It's fine. They're playing better. We don't need. They he, cleaned up the locker room. He's just, he's such so. a jock. <laughs> Duchesne. And who was the guy in the front seat? Was it Chris Weidman? Chris Weidman. Chris he's Weidman. hilarious. <laughs> I, my favorite part of the video is... I don't I I don't know if it was Weidman or someone in the back seat. It might have been Duchesne, but one of them goes like, "Remember that Pracky where he hit my Twiggy and it went flying? Like, that's how they talk. Are you serious? <laughs> like, hockey players are a whole other breed of person. Yeah, I encourage pracky. everyone to everyone to watch it. It's it's it's, very it's funny. funny. It's and funny, but it's not like they're making fun of the people of Ottawa. They are co-workers venting about their situation. And there's there's nothing wrong yes. with that. It's a there's healthy nothing wrong with it. It's a healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it got out like it's so Ottawa. Yeah. So Ottawa. Yeah, I, I yeah. And did you Only see sense. last night uh Renaud Lavois said that there's another Uber ride video. Oh! There's another one. I want to hear it. It hasn't came out yet, but another one of my favorite parts was uh I'll try and find it. I'll try. And uh Great question, Mello. <laughs> like, when they're talking about the the coach, it's that's just it's funny stuff. I I recommend watching the video. There's there's some vulgar language, but it is funny. Uh, according to Renaud Lavoie of TVA Sports in Canada, there is a second Sens Uber video. This is even more compromising. Well, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. I want to see this video, but yes, like. It was kind of weird that the Uber driver was recording this yeah, that's in some the first place. Serial killer yeah, stuff. Yeah, some serial killer level stuff there. But yeah. I guess he like leaked it 
because they didn't tip him, oh. which is funny because I'm sure Eugene Melnick was like, hey, no tip. Yeah. No tip. Save, they probably used the company the card. Yeah, they probably did. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's probably why. They probably used the the Sanders team credit card, mm-hmm. and Melnick's probably, hey, we got to save on the bu- that budget, so no tip. So mm-hmm. then they release the video. I hope this next one comes out. I want to see this other I one. I want to see this. What's more compromising about it? I want to see this. Maybe they're they're probably trashing Melnick and stuff. Maybe, Maybe Boucher. Ooh. How Let's was Guy it. Boucher not fired after the 9-2 game? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, Guy Boucher, he's done. He's going to be done after the season. And I, I, I wonder if they'll clean house. I really wonder. Because imagine if Colorado gets like top three pick because mm-hmm. of that Duchesne trade it's over yeah. definitely over Mark Stone could walk Matt Duchesne could walk it's going to be ugly mm-hmm. it's going to be very ugly but yeah Only- if you if you have a job do you bag on your managers with your co-workers I know I did yeah I know I still do sometimes but yeah but like, at the same you time man- you still you got a manager you don't like like you talk smack about them all the time there's nothing yeah. wrong with that but yeah. Yeah, it's just a shame. It's just so Ottawa that it got out. Mm-hmm. It it's is funny. It really is. It, it is the most this most senators thing. It's probably the best thing they've done in years because it's it's funny. It's, I find it funny that entertaining. they didn't have the the guys face the media after when yeah. it came out, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Could have been swept under the rug. Nope. Guess not. That's some pretty damn damning stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Okay, so I want to touch on something else here. Something else that was kind of funny. Yeah. So Sean McIndoo, Down Goes Brown, was on with Shope and the Bulldog yesterday, and they were talking about like some funny history of the NHL. And they were talking about the expansion capitals, regarded as one of the worst teams of all time. Mm-hmm. And indeed, indeed. <laughs> so they won one game. This this Capitals team. Won eight games all year and only one on the road. They won one game on the <laughs> eight road. Eight games. They I, won eight games. It was a 74 game season, I think, back then? Yeah, something like that. So, the Capitals, after they won this game, they found like a beat up garbage can in, <laughs> in their locker room, emptied the garbage can, and started raising it up like the Stanley Cup and passing it around. That's how bad. That Capitals team was that. I just found that hilarious. I want to mention that the while we're on the topic of terrible expansion teams, the Senators in an eighty-four game season won ten games. Staying How on is top. that possible? I don't know. But they they lost seventy-four games. Wow. Four, wait. So, oh my God, they didn't even have any overtime losses. They had seventy losses and four ties actually. So they just straight up lost 70 games. The next year, in another 84-game season, 14-61-9. Again, no overtime losses, it looks like. That's nuts. Oh, my God. Then, in a 48-game season, they went 9-34-5. and 95-96, 82-game season... 1859 and 5. They did not win over 30 games until 97. 
when the Sabres knocked them out in seven. My jaw just hit the floor. See, that's why it's good that... And even that year, their first playoff year, their combined record, 31-51. and 51. <laughs> That's bad. How do you make the playoffs? How bad was the league that year? Well, there's less teams, too. Yeah. Got to consider that. But how do you make the playoffs with 31 wins? Not, that doesn't fly anymore, I'll tell you it that. It doesn't. No way. You need, like, at least 90 points, 95 points to even make it nowadays. Yeah. But that's good that the NHL is taking the initiative to at least give these new expansion teams some talent, at the very least. I don't think a lot of people say, like, the expansion draft for Vegas was rigged, but McPhee just took advantage of dumb GMs that were just willing to give him extra stuff for straying away from good players. Now, there were, by my count here in the league that year, would it really have been any different, though, if there was six more teams? Like, Not really. So that's just, I mean, teams have gotten better, I guess. or I, Something something happened. Something happened along the way. 31 wins, and you're in the playoffs. Oh, that's that's. You know amazing. what? The, the Sabres yeah. still would not have made the playoffs the last eight years if that was still the case. I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Definitely don't think so. And then I believe I'm going to bring up the... The Sharks as well. I think they had a pretty terrible uh, go. All the teams had a pretty terrible go. They Look <sighs> at the expansion drafts for these teams. Like the opening night rosters for some of these teams are terrible. Bad. Well, I mean, the Sharks actually, they won 17 games their first year. Then the next year in an 84-game season, 11-71-2. That's what? real bad. Then the next year like, they made the playoffs. That's how... You don't. That's how we like. You get nobody showing up to your games. Mm-hmm. Like San Jose obviously has built a fan base. Tampa Bay has built a fan base. These newer teams have, but the teams that have failed, like look at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like you mean to tell me if Atlanta had at least a half decent hockey team to start, they would have built a fan base? Mm-hmm. Like I think that's not crazy to say that. Wow. So, in what would probably be considered the modern era, the Thrashers, in 82-game season, won 14 games in their first year. I This is just mind-boggling. How are these teams winning less than 20 games? Like, they, the tanking Sabres were trash, and they still had 52 points. They had 54. five goaltenders that year. Damian Rhodes, Norm Miracle, Scott Langkow, Scott Fonkhauser, and Rick Tabaracci. Five goaltenders. And this was, oh my goodness, this was even before Kovalchuk, wasn't it? Must have been. They had Jason Bottrell. Really? I didn't know Bottrell played on the Thrashers. And Donald, that Kelly Bookberger was on that team. Wow. Captain, too. Ray Ferraro, yeah, yeah. Antiza Caberlet. They had okay, listen to all the former Sabres they had. I mean, Bottrell wasn't a Sabre at the time, but Donald Laudette was on the team. Hmm. Bottrell did we have Andrew Brunette? Was no, no, we didn't he have Brunette. no, he was the he was the Avalanche guy. And then there was another one down here. Uh where is it? Where is it? Daryl Shannon hmm. was on that team. Ruman Nadur or Ender, Ruman Ender, he was a guy for the Sabres. 
Oh, he played for the Sabres? Yeah, in 97 or something. He was a tough guy. Played for the Amherst okay. a bit. Uh, Ruman Ender. Yep, played three games at the Sabres. Did nothing after that. All right. Well, yeah. I like reminiscing about bad expansion teams. It's fun. It's fun. Next time, if there's it's another light, uh, light week for the Sabers, we'll talk about the tanking Sabers. Mm -hmm. Just reminisce about how how terrible they were. My God, how brutal! You remember? You remember? You saw me every day Mm -hmm. during the tanking season. I was a mess. I was. I did not get a lot of sleep that year. Right. Let me tell you that. Uh. Thinking back, I do not miss the days of Matt D'Agostini and <laughs> Jerry D'Amigo, Tori Mitchell. Uh, Zenon Kanapka, oh, Andre Benoit, Andre Mazaros. They paid Andre Mazaros $4 million that season, remember. Like, what? What is? Look up. Where, where is Andre Mazaros right Once now? Once upon a time, Mazaros was a promising young player with the Senators. <laughs> and I don't know what happened along the way, but. Once upon a time. That was a really bad team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to talk about the St. Louis Blues real quick. Okay. And revisit the Ryan O'Reilly trade. So, O'Reilly is having a very good start to the season. He just had a hat trick the other night. So, a lot of fans are like, oh, this is a, this trade was a bust. They got pennies on the dollar for O'Reilly, blah, 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 and whatnot. So, just stop. Just stop. O'Reilly's a good player. I don't think anyone is saying he's not. No. O'Reilly, like this team would be better right now, on definitely on paper with O'Reilly. Like mm-hmm. there's no question in it. But I think trading O'Reilly was the right choice. They had to do something to that team. They had to make a big move, and O'Reilly was that guy. Now. People are acting like Berglund and Sabotka were supposed to be major, big-time contributors to this team. No, they were supposed to be in the bottom six mm-hmm. and be an upgrade over what they had. And they are, no question. The points haven't really come yet. Berglund has always been a 15-goal guy. He only has two so far. I'm just not saying he's not going to be able to score 10 15 he, he should score at least 10 maybe maybe 15 if we're lucky but mm-hmm. he's not really getting top gonna get top six minutes on this team so 20 might be out of the question mm-hmm. but saboka he's these guys are supposed to be third and fourth line guys they're not they weren't and they were they were throw-ins they had to be included in the trade to make the cap work for the blues mm-hmm. so the trade was all about the two picks and tage thompson now they are messing up Tage Thompson right now. I don't know what's going on. I think that Tage Thompson is going to be a fine young player. He is a fine young player, and he should be playing, whether it's in Buffalo or in Rochester. 21-year-old players should be playing. There's no exception. You should not be sitting players in the press box consistently. If you want to use the excuse, oh, we want him to watch and get another perspective, that, that'll fly from one game, not three out of four. You know? Yeah. Like, come on. That shouldn't be happening. Watching does nothing. Maybe for one game, one or two, but he's sitting all the time. This is ridiculous. There's no excuses. But the good news is I think Scott Wilson should be coming back soon, and when he does come back, Thompson will be the first man down. Yes, yes. Man, we still have 
Scotty the Iceman Wilson to go to slot into our bottom six. That's that'll be a big game. There really haven't guys. been a lot of injuries. Knock on wood. Right, right. They've been healthy, and that's a key. Like, Eichel took a scary spill in the first period. Uh, or the good teams period. always stay healthy. Second period. Yeah, the good teams do stay healthy. That's right. Mm-hmm. The Penguins haven't had any injuries lately. Uh, Capitals didn't last year. All the good teams last year. Vegas, the Toronto has stayed pretty healthy for the most part. Matthews has had a couple injuries, right. but anyways, back to the Blues. So the Blues are off to a horrendous start to the season. They've been kind of picking it up as of late. Mike Yo is definitely in the hot seat. He's even said I should be in the hot seat. They sit in 27th place. They're tied with the Vegas Golden Knights, 13 points, record of five five and three. So, I mean they're they're fake 500, 5, 5, and 3. But I don't think the Blues are going to be a bottom feeder this year. I think they will at least be in contention. But remember, this pick, I, this is, I hate this. I hate that every, whenever you trade a first-round pick, it's always lottery protected, top 10 protected. It, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Gone are the days where you trade a first-round pick and you're immediately like, oh, God, what if it, what if we suck this year? Like It, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Because what if the Blues do finish at the bottom and then Buffalo, we got to wait another year? But good news is that I'm about 99% sure that if, this, if the Sabres get their 2020 pick, it won't be lottery protected. But the thing is, this kind of happened with when the Sabres had the Islanders' first-round pick years back in the Bannock trade. We all thought... Oh, the Islanders, they're going to just suck again next year. That's not the case. Because the Islanders, they went out and got Halak, made a couple trades, and then every, they made the playoffs. So, who's to say that the Blues just don't go out and sign Sergei Bobrovsky next year and turn it around? Because mm-hmm. that team, it's, it's a really good team. They have young talent that will be coming up in the next couple seasons. Mm-hmm. They're Sergei Bobrovsky away from being a cup contender. Mm-hmm. So... I can tell you right now, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they will, and especially with that stat that Elliot Friedman always likes to mention this time of year. So, if they if they're if Buffalo gets like the twelfth pick out of this trade, great, amazing, Mm -hmm. because the talent in the top fifteen in this draft just as good as any other, just as good as any other. Buffalo gets the 12th pick out of this, something like that. You're getting a board, a, I would say, an elite prospect. Definitely a very, very good prospect at the very least. So that would be great. Yeah. And then with, with the second round pick that they got, I think it's in 2021, who's to say that you can't use that as a trade ship at a trade deadline? Maybe, probably not this year, but next year. Mm-hmm. A 2021 second round pick, you can p- package that with. One of your defensemen upgrade, you know something something like that. Right, so that'd be that'd be fun. Adding at the deadline, not selling, is that? I don't think that. I don't think they're gonna go all in or buy at the deadline this year. They'll probably stand pat if they're close. Maybe make a smaller move. Like they're not gonna go out and trade one of their first round picks for a rental. Like that's just not gonna happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but but yeah. It's a long way away. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna predict anything at the moment. I'm really just trying to coast through this. I'm taking it one game at a time, just like the team should. But it's it's just, it's bizarre seeing that 
we're better than almost half the league in the standings. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, I calm down on the O'Reilly trade, right? Because especially for Blues fans, like everybody wanted remember, him gone. It's yeah. not the time to backtrack, okay? And they're judging it solely on Berglund, Sabotka, and Thompson's not playing. Like mm-hmm. he should be in Rochester right now. I think he should be getting time in Buffalo, but that's not the case right now. They don't want to shake up the lineup, so send him to Rochester, get him that confidence up, and yeah, he's gonna score down there. Oh my God, I want I want to see this guy play. I love Tage Thompson. I I've been a huge fan of him since his draft year. He was a guy that I wanted Buffalo to trade up for. I wanted him to slide down in the second round, but the Blues picked him. I was very sad, but now he's he's in Buffalo, and I just I want to see the guy succeed. I don't think he's going to be like a a top six, a really good top six player, but I see him as just like an awesome third line winger that just you know I just I got gotcha. you. I like Tate Thompson so much. Love the guy. My day has been made like a million times better because I remember that we have Scott Wilson. So thank you for that because. Mm-hmm. Now I'm excited to see him return, and I don't know. We haven't heard anything about. I know him. it was supposed to be eight weeks, and he went down like right before the start of the season. Mm-hmm. So he should be coming back in the next couple of weeks. So Tage Thompson will be set free once he comes. Like I would imagine, it would be Thompson going down, right? They're, because they're not going to waive Remy Ellie, I don't think. And they wouldn't waive Larson at no, this point. I don't think so. Oh, you want to talk about the fourth line? I do. I do. They've been really good. Larson's Berglund, been good. Berglund, Larson, Gergensen. Gergensen's been good. He scored against the Senators mm-hmm. his first of the season. Just they've Berglund been, also scored against the Senators. That's right. They've been really effective. They're doing what we need them to do, pretty much. I mean, that's just not screw up and play some good defense. They're doing it. They're doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with what I've seen from these guys because I've always been a fan of Gergensen's. I, I think he, he he certainly has a place on this team, but only on the fourth line. I think he's a superb fourth line player. But Larson is earning big time brownie points with me. Berglund, to me, is the guy still. I not the most exciting, not the most flashy guy, but gets the job done. He gets the job done, and that fourth line has actually contributed, and I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Good to see. I like to see Larson. I like to see his luck turn around though, and see him actually score because. He's had some chances, but hasn't gone his way. Okay. Hasn't gotten the right bounces, I guess uh, you'd say. Should we get into questions now? Yeah. Or we got anything else to touch on? Yeah. No, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. Oh, wow, look at that first one. First Tell one me. comes from Nick. Asks, Tell us about the TCB stuff. Oh. You want to get, you want to start? Well. Okay. What should we talk about? I don't know. Huh. Well, uh, how many how many people we got now? We got Quite a bit. me, you, Jared, Austin, Paul. Uh, who else? DJ. DJ. Uh, Steve. Steve. Yes. Instagram Steve. Soon to be producer mm-hmm. Steve. Buffalo wallpapers. Right, Buffalo yes. wallpapers. Follow Buffalo wallpapers. He's a stud. Right. Um, great. Will, yeah, Will, uh, Terry, Terry, Terry at Saberstock. That's right. That's right. We're definitely forgetting. We gotta be forgetting because we have like fifteen people yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, all really good guys. Follow them all on Twitter. Yes, they're they're all great dudes. What else? I mean, 
I wish he knew. I wish I knew what he wanted to know. I'm, yeah. I'm honored that he wants to, us to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're all really good dudes. I've met mm-hmm. a few of them in person. I've met uh, Terry, Austin, uh, Jared, of course, mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, all really good guys, mm-hmm. really good staff. But fortunately, a lot of us have lives. And we don't all have so much time. Like I miss having time to write. I loved writing the game recaps. I miss having free time. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't have free time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I'm gone all day, every day. Oh my but god, life is just. It's li- busy. Life sucks, game. Yeah, life sucks. <laughs> but, but I don't. I don't. Uh, I like coffee. You know, I like it a lot. Coffee gets you going. Uh, I, when I'm not recording the show or working or at school, I'm playing Xbox. So really. That's all he. That's 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 me. I'm a really boring person. I don't even have time to play chell anymore. I'm that's really sad. I'm like really this. irritable, uh, miserable person sometimes, and I don't like being bothered a lot of the time talking. Mm. So <laughs> that's okay. who I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get. We're gonna be able to have interviews on the show soon. That's right. Soon, hopefully, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if all goes we're well. We're thinking of ways. Yeah. So we're going to try and get some of our TCB contributors mm-hmm. on the podcast. We're going to try and get some other bloggers on, mm-hmm. some national media guys, hopefully, other guys that cover the team, some, uh, junior guys. We're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try and up the we're making an effort for the listeners here. So thanks for that. Uh, what do you guys think of Darlene so far? That comes from Bryce. He's been good. He, he he brings something that no other defenseman does on the team. And I think there's an argument that he's the best defenseman on the team. He is. I certainly think so. Who would I put behind him, though? I think Jake McCabe next. Lawrence Pilot. I would put Bogosian before Ristolainen. Really? Ooh, that's, a, that's a hot take. Bogosian? I don't think so. I, uh, Bogosian. Put that on Twitter and see the response. On what Twitter? <laughs> any Twitter. Uh, put on mine and retweet it. Yeah. Maybe. That's a hot take. I can say... Uh, Ristolainen is... He's he's good. Like, he's just not... Like, a lot of fans are like... I don't uh, see anything wrong that Bogo has done, though. You know? At least Ristolainen can contribute points, at least. That's true, but... I don't know. Bogosian, in terms of being a defenseman... I look at it like I, I see what you're saying, but I don't. It, that's why I said arguably. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> many people are there. making an argument for that. Though. Well, I am, <laughs> so maybe there's people that support me out there. But mm, from what I see, probably not. Probably not. But you know, there could be a suburban hockey dad out there that wants his kid to play Bogosian. If there are like, people that support Zach Bogosian, it's your suburban hockey dads mm-hmm. out there. Hundred percent. I'm telling you, I'm turning into one. Really, <laughs> every given week. When we make T-shirts, we're yes. making a suburban hockey dad shirt that has become a, yes a staple for the TCB. And podcast. I thought of one during this show as we were recording. We gotta make one that says "Uber Strikes Again" Uber strikes. <laughs> in the Senators font. Okay, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darlene, he's been he's been fantastic. I love Rasmus Darlene. Did you see the Reddit interview? Like he was. I, I saw the screenshot of one. I I didn't know because it looked like it was from like eight months ago or something or eight. It was recently. Or eight days ago. Definitely recent. Hold on, my friend sent me the link at the time of the 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 comment. 
or of of the tweet. But I, I I went to Reddit to look for it and I couldn't find it. But I'm pulling it up. Right I'm now. I'm surprised I didn't hear about it. But he's just. I don't I don't know if he's joking, if he's naive, maybe they have different humor in Sweden, but like Rasmus didn't hurt when you fell from heaven. I am confused. I did not fall from heaven. I did not fall from heaven. <laughs> he's I mean I don't know, maybe it's just something with where he's from. I, we have a weird sense of humor <laughs> here in America. Uh it's somewhere in there. I'm I'm looking. What Reddit is this on? By the way, uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but it looks like Fanatics did it or something. I don't know. Possibly. But okay. man, I found found one. This is what we mean when we say he's a sweet boy. Yes, mm-hmm. he's a Swede boy. He's a Swede boy. Okay. Hey, Rasmus. What is the most confusing English phrase you've heard since coming to North America? And what is the favorite one that you've learned? And then Rasmus goes on to say, "This was nine days ago, by the way." I've noticed a lot of people saying, "A." After everything. <laughs> like, when they shoot the puck, they say, Hey, I think it's a Canadian thing, but lots of hockey players say it. They have their own slang with talking. And then somebody replied, Oh, me. Hey. Cracky and Twiggy. <laughs> that was just the most hilarious. Because you hear about it, but then when it's actually, you know, practiced, it's like, wow, they really talk like that. That is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Like they have, they have a language. People actually talk like this. A language unto themselves, I guess. But that's funny. I can't get over that. The, remember the Paraki with my tweet? Yeah. Hey Rasmus, welcome to Buffalo. Who would you say is the funniest player in the locker room? And then Rasmus says there is a loot, L U U A lot, lots of funny guys in the locker room. Zach Bogosian probably. He's always making good jokes. You can never guess what he what he's going to crack joke about so it's fun to be around him (laughs) i love broken english (laughs) so uh looks like wrist the line is not a funny guy so maybe maybe uh maybe you are right he strikes me as really serious Uh, look at that face trying to find some other funny ones you see darlene dress up as uh frozone from the incredibles for halloween no, you didn't see it. I didn't see oh that. Oh my god! Is that the the uh, the villain with like the the red no. hair? No, hold on. I've never seen The Incredibles. You've never seen The Incredibles. I've What's never seen The Incredibles. I hold haven't on. seen a lot of those movies from our our childhood. And let me see, Rasmus style. I'm typing Rasmus Dalin Halloween. Yes, you'll find it. That you'll find it immediately. It's Halloween. hilarious. Love how that rhymes. Um, wait, 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 wait. No, that's not it. Where was it? Was it on like Instagram? Yeah, it was on Instagram. His Instagram was it? No, I think it might have been Middlestat or Bogosian. Oh, okay. I'm not positive. I'm still looking for the funny ones here. Uh, Casey, I'm going to look up Casey Middlestat. Oh, my God. <gasps> wow. I didn't even see this. Who was who was Mr. Bean? Who was that? Wait. Uh, Skinner. Skinner. Oh, Skinner. The Skin Man, Mr. Bean. The skin Man. What is Rummy Ely? He's a he's literally a domino. <laughs> is Casey Mills he, is he Rain Man or something? <laughs> Look at him. He looks like a goof. Frozone. Who is that? Larson. Larson, of course, the lame costume. Just bought a mask and put on his workout attire. Bogo stealing the show. That is great. Uh, Darlene awesome. goes on to say that the the Swedish guys have taken him under his wing, so that's cool. 
That's uh, good. Who's a better roommate, Casey Middlestad or Brennan Gooley? It's actually Casey and Tage, but I'll decline this one. I don't want to hurt any, anyone's feelings. Oh my god! He, he was. He says it's actually Casey and Tage, <laughs> but I decline this one. He corrects him, and then shows us how well he was raised. Yes. Ah, uh, come on. We're. I mean, they're all funny. Hey Rasmus, what did you do with your first paycheck? Go oh. Sabers. A MacBook laptop. I always thought Apple laptops were so cool. So as soon as I had the money, I went and bought one. Oh. Good man. Just listen to how he talks. Like, just how he types. Just he's a just, nice guy. He's just so, like, down... I don't want to say... He's just a kid. Mm-hmm. He's literally, like, a 8-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Rasmus. Why do you choose number 26? Is there any meaning? Nope. There's no meaning. It was the first number I got for Alunda, so I just kept it. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if 8 was his real number, because that's what he wore for Sweden, but Nelson wears it. It Eight would have been cool. I, I like I like twenty six. If Nelson is ever gone, no, he, he would never switch. You don't think so? I, no, why not? You can't a, a player of that stature just can't. I know Eichel just switched, but yeah. like, don't do it, man. Mm. Think of all the people who just bought your jerseys. Like people are already furious that uh, Eichel. that Eichel switched. Imagine everyone's got to get another Darlene jersey. Are you superstitious or a little-stitious about anything? Office reference. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the guy who wasn't superstitious at all. It's easy to get frustrated and blame superstition, but I'm not that guy. What is your favorite kind of cheese? Like on hamburgers, American cheese or cheddar cheese? I don't know. Parmesan is good, Like on hamburgers? (laughs) Uh, Ooh, this is a good question. Hey, have there been any mix-up with Rasmus Ristolainen yet because of the same name? No, most people call them Ristoles, and we tend to go by our nicknames. So, <laughs> Ristoles or Dolls. Do pineapples go on pizza? It can be. I don't find it to be weird. Everyone, Everyone's doing it in Sweden, so I guess pineapple really? on pizza is big in Sweden. It's big in Sweden. How it's do neat. I grow a head of lettuce like yourself? <laughs> if you're losing it already, I don't know how to help you. You should ask someone who is educated about hair. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is this guy, is he for real? Like, is he a human being? Uh, why does Casey Middlestead have a baby's head on a grown <laughs> man's body? Please tell me he responded to that. Oh, please. He did not respond. <sighs> You'd no. have to, he'd say something like, you gotta ask him. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, it looks like that's all that he responded to, but that that was fun. I like the Just imagine that. that conversation, walk up Casey Middlestead. Uh, why Casey? do you have, why, someone on Reddit wants to know why you have a baby's head on a grown man's body. <laughs> Casey Millsat's a really nice guy. Oh yeah, yeah. You've met you've met Casey. I've met him. Yes. yes, good man. He's the best. Okay, now back to back to uh, the questions <laughs> here. So, uh, yes, that's what we think about Rasmus Stalin. Yeah, yeah, we just went on for ten minutes about that. Uh, who are your favorite young guys in the league that don't play for the Sabres? That comes from J Crew twenty six. Nate McKinnon, Nate McKinnon, Nate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's number one for me. I gotta go with Connor McDavid. Oh yeah, I love watching Connor. Connor McDavid. Like I never think about Connor McDavid anymore, just because he plays in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't think of. And his ice time is like historic this year. He plays the most out of anybody. He's the reason why I have NHL TV. He's the reason why like I want to watch hockey every night. He sells tickets. He he draws money. I could say that much about him. Uh. Someone asked us a math equation, but uh, it's been too long since I've done a math problem. Yeah. So my well, friend, PEMDAS, 
PEMDAS. Oh, 13x plus 15, 4 minus x in parentheses equals 34. Not doing that. Uh, you got to foil No, uh, whatever. It's been too long, man. It's been too long. I'm not even going to think about that. Uh, is American Juniors in the college route becoming more popular than Major Junior in Canada? That comes from Mitch Pale. Yeah, not more popular than Canada, it just, but... just where they're from, honestly. It's becoming more popular. More, but... more Canadian players every year taking the college route, it seems like. Uh, one player in this draft, Alex Newhook, mm-hmm. plays in Victoria. For the Victoria Grizzlies, he's having a really good start. He should be a top 15 pick. He's going to Boston College. Dante Fabro, another example mm-hmm. of a Canadian taking the college route. Kel McCarr, mm-hmm. who should be joining the Colorado Avalanche at the end of the season. So I think American, the USHL is becoming more popular, or uh, the level of competition is increasing for sure. The U.S. development team this year, they are going to have a lot of first and second round picks on that team. Most of the team. Uh, I would, yeah, definitely most of the players on the development team will get drafted this year, mm-hmm. 100%. So thanks for that. It's going to be a really fun year for the juniors. I can't wait for that uh, tournament. Ooh, this is a good question. This comes from Trev. Trevor, I would assume. Uh, we know that Lawrence Pilot is gifted offensively, but how has he looked in his own zone so mm. far? Uh, towards the beginning of the season, I watched pretty much every Amherst game because on the days where I do have a free night... The Amherst play, so he has looked pretty good. Honestly, like he has looked good in all aspects of his game. He he definitely puts points up on the board. He hasn't looked bad in his defensive zone at all. That was probably something that I would have assumed that he would get better. He needed to get better at. He could. You can always improve your defensive game, but I think he's fine. I think he's well rounded. Definitely confident offensively. Not bad defensively at all. I think he's ready for the NHL. Honestly, like if somebody goes down with an injury, bring him up. I think he's ready. I haven't been able to watch the Amherst, unfortunately, but I think you you summed it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Victor Olafson has the potential to be a one B to Elias Patterson? Temper your expectations for Victor Olafson. I'll just say that I don't think so. No, Elias Patterson is a transcendent talent. He he's the kind of guy he just comes in and Elias Pettersson. I, I don't want to call him a franchise player yet, but like that guy is he's he's close. Really good. He's yes. gonna be I mean, you can come in and just take Brock Besser's spot in terms of the, the spotlight. You're gonna be pretty good. Brock Besser. Ooh, yeah. That's uh, the new how will, Ooh, this is a good one. We had some good questions this week. How will Scott Wilson fit when he comes back? There's 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 room. Whether you got, I don't move. think he won't be playing right away. I, I think he'll be sitting in the press box, especially if mm-hmm. they're if they're winning. Right. Especially he hasn't played since the preseason, so he. I would expect once he he's gonna get a lot of practices in. Mm-hmm. I would assume he'll be sitting in the press box, and when they start losing, he'll go in for Berglund, Larson, Gergensen's, Rodriguez, one of those. Right. One of those guys. There will there will be room for him. Um, I can't think of the lineup right off the top of my head, but mm. whether you got to move Larson around, uh, even Rodriguez, maybe he he'll fit in. Uh, this one comes from Hockey Fits eighteen. Do the Sabers seem to be getting back on the right track, or is this just a fluke? We're getting back. It, you don't nine goals is not a fluke. Mm. I mean, we've gone how long without scoring even above six goals? Yeah. It's it's improvement. It's got to show somewhere in the stats. I mean, 
we're 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 in the playoffs at the moment, so there's some kind of improvement. I don't I don't think it's a fluke. I don't. I, I think, don't think it's a fluke either. It's just yeah. progress. It's progress. Yeah, it's progress. Will they be in the playoffs all season? Pro- I don't know. And again, we've Maybe. been we've been hurt for so long. Yeah, I would say that, just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy. It. Don't mm-hmm. get too high. Don't get too low. Just enjoy the ride. Right. They're improving. They're going within the next couple of years. This team, they're building something special. I don't think there's any denying that. This team is, they're going to be a really fun hockey team for a long time. They have the pieces now. They have four first-round picks in the next two years, maybe even more. Who knows what happens. We finally have the pieces that we've talked about for so long that you have to build on top of. And they're legit. Yeah. They're legit. They have pieces. The core has expanded. It now includes Jeff Skinner, in my opinion. Now they got to sign that guy. It's all about building on top of those guys. And they have to hit on these picks. You can't flop on three out of these four first round picks right. in the next two years. You gotta imagine if they hit on all of them. Because mm-hmm. it's not crazy to think that even if like the Sharks pick is twenty seven this year, they can get an impact player. Mm-hmm. Players are coming up. Look at Henry Okiaru in Chicago. He's one of their best defensemen. He's nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Like it's not crazy to think that they can get contributors soon out of these picks. Because the gripe on the O'Reilly trade was, oh, it's a late first-round pick. That that might not even be the case anymore. Mm-hmm. That could be a top fifteen pick, or eleven to eleven to fifteen. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think the Blues will make it. I think they, I think they'll just miss out. I hope they just miss out. Because I want that pick. But right. Because realistically, Buffalo could have the. Uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to count them out. I don't want to go on the record saying I'm counting them out or anything. But I think it's not crazy to say Buffalo could have like the eighth or ninth pick. The Blues pick could be thirteen, fourteen. The Sharks pick could be twenty-seven. Like that's good. Those you're getting three really good players, right? And it's it's not far fetched to say that about the Sabers even at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's perfectly fair. I think people would take the eighth pick. Like mm-hmm. you show progress and you still get a top ten pick. Like I'll take that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, they're building something special. Look at the, you watch Rochester. Guys are making steps. I watched last night. Rasmus Asplund looked really good. Lawrence Pilot looked really good. Nylander was okay yesterday. He didn't really look. He looked to me. He looks like he's kind of taken a step back since the beginning of the season. Maybe mm-hmm. he's getting sick of playing down. I don't know. I don't know. I want to see him up in Buffalo because he seems to always play better up in Buffalo. But mm-hmm. whatever. I, they're building something special. The prospects are good. The core they have in Buffalo is good. There's still I don't think it's a finished product by any means yet, but they're building something really good. Uh, I see one. Bills? Eh. No. Nah. <laughs> we. The way I see it is there's already enough Bills talk out there. Too much. This is the outlet. This is what people should go to for their dedicated Sabres talk. Mm. You know. I see one, though. Why is Beaulieu getting more love than Nelson? I think because we know what we have with Casey Nelson. Beaulieu, we got him with so much promise, and people were so disappointed last year. He's that, been good. That we're so infatuated with him, and when he plays good, that's why we're, we're showing him so much Makes love. Sense. Yeah. Uh, can Scandella be traded? If they want to trade Scandella, I think they would be able to, especially he's got another year left on his deal. I think D- he can. People are always, teams are always looking for defensemen if they want to trade. Uh, Marco Scandella, they should be able to. Mm-hmm. And somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. 
They have Pilot and Gooley that should be coming up next season. Gooley didn't play last night, by the way. I think he's sick. But yeah, somebody's got to go if Pilot and, and uh, Gooley are going to be making this team next season. Mm-hmm. Why isn't CJ Smith on the Sabres? Again, he'd be one of the first call ups. Definitely one of the first few. You can't put him anywhere. Yeah, there's just no room. Yeah. Nobody's. They've been healthy. Knock on wood again. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, thoughts on how good the newish first line has been? That comes from Connor. Love it. They've been really good. Commonville like has always complimented Eichel very mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. He always scores with him. He's playing like it's 2011 again mm-hmm. or 2010, whatever you want. You prefer? Yeah, Commonville looks. Almost like the best he's ever been. It's it's, Honestly, it's funny to watch. He's been, he's is he at point per game? I don't think he is. He's just about there. But Eichel, he's got like what seventeen points? Seventeen points? Why what? Around there. You don't hear anything about Eichel. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I want to see. I'm hold on. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been really good, and I think it's helped that we haven't changed it at all. It's always been Skinner and. Um, been Eichel. Oh my god, Miko Rantanen leads the league in points, 24. Yeah, he's nobody's talking about him because Thomas Shabbat has 20 points. He is top five in NHL scoring. Patrick Kane is still O'Reilly tied for seven. He's producing. got 19. But yeah, look at Eichel. He is tied for 22nd in points in the NHL with the likes of David Pasternak, John Tavares, Nikita Kucherov. So yeah, nice. see. Tw- yeah, it's twenty second, but when you name the company that he's mm-hmm. in, it's it's impressive. It's exactly. impressive. I can't believe Tom Shabbat is already playing that well. Good for him. Good for him. Uh what's going on with Matias Samuelson? I haven't been able to catch any Western Michigan games this year. He's got a few points, I believe. He scored his first college goal. Uh I'm not as big on Matias Samuelson as most. I there are other guys I would have preferred. It with that second round pick, I think he he was a safe pick. I think he's going to be an NHL defenseman. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a great one, but definitely a top six guy, if you know what I mean. I'm excited. But to I, see I'll tr- I'll try and go out of my way to watch him mm-hmm. when available. That question comes from Dan. Uh, Maxwell asks, "What would you give up for Patrick Kane?" Because oh, Chicago. Lord. They just fired Joel Quinville. They they're definitely on the down. They're definitely that's uh, the beginning step down. to blowing it all up. The dynamite has been planted. So uh, I could see a world where Patrick Kane gets traded in the next two years. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see it, and I can see a world where Buffalo would be in the position to trade for Patrick Kane in the next two years. Mm-hmm. What would I give up for Patrick Kane? Right now, I I'll tell you right idea. now, one of those first round picks. Ristolainen and Sam Reinhardt. I would give up all that for Patrick Kane. Even more. Like, I would. I would do one of the first-round picks, of course. Ristolainen is a given. I think Ristolainen would have to be in it. I want to say Nylander. I think I'd, I'd give up Reinhardt in it. I'd and, give up all three. And even Reinhardt. Nylander, too? It's Patrick Kane. It's Patrick Kane. He's the best. But then are you, mortgage, are you mortgaging your future, though? That's the thing. Are they... Because Patrick Kane, like, can you imagine a line of Patrick Kane, Jack Eichel, and Jeff Skinner? Exactly. Like, money. I mean, money. You're a, Kane brings more goals already than Ryan than all and those Elander. guys combined. Yeah, yeah. So then you'd sell the two first round picks. I don't think you lose a whole lot. Honestly, mm-hmm. you get a lot more offensive firepower. Pilot would come up. 
Mm-hmm. Then this this could be years down the road, to like a year or two down the road. Right. But Kane is what I'm, like twenty eight, or... twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, I'd I would be love Patrick Kane on this team. I'd be content with that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause it's Patrick Kane. I know a lot of people hate Patrick Kane, but mm-hmm. people in Buffalo hate Patrick Kane too. But he's he got to play here. You know, he'll play. He, he's gonna be here eventually. I just, see I it. think so. Even like if he's like even on his next contract, I could just see him. Come and ride shotgun with Jack Eichel. Ride out in the sunset. Bring a cup to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Bring a cup to Buffalo. Let's see it. Love to see it. Please. Uh, Patrick Kane. I think, yeah, we'll end off on Patrick Kane. Yeah, man, that would be fun. What would you give up for Patrick Kane? I would. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. So. Yeah, let us know. I'm not like saying, oh, this. It's like armchair GM right now, but it'd be interesting. It's interesting to talk about hometown boy. Coming home. The I John wonder. Tavares. I wonder when those rumors Kane, will begin. Could Kane be our John Tavares? Those. Well, if it goes off the rails, like they got to make a big move. Yeah. I would. Oh, please! I want Patrick Kane in Buffalo so bad. Mm-hmm. More than life itself. One closing thought, and this is this is random, but it's about NHL TV. I talk about it a lot, but the commercials are always just so dreadful. There's one now. You don't have it, do you? You no. don't have service? Okay. There's one now with, it's like a word association thing with, you could tell they weren't in the room at the same time. They just green screen both of them in. It's like John Tavares is sitting across from Jonathan Taves, and it's like the word is up on the screen, the person, you know, so the audience can see it, whatever, and Taves is dropping hints to Tavares, like, what is it? And he's like, um, like, Game recaps, and Tavares is like analysis. <laughs> like guess the words. It's, Tavares is just not the guy for the job. He's <laughs> just a. I'm convinced he's just a robot made to play hockey because he's That's not. How, like these guys are wired though. Like Connor McDavid, robot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby, robot. Robot. I'm con- I'm convinced that. Uh... <laughs> and then no, I'm not. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. No. Then the no. <laughs> the ad concludes with Taves going, uh, "The best coverage of, of the the best NHL coverage there is." And Tavares goes, "NHL tonight." <laughs> so in, in his voice, he just it's the cheesiest thing ever. I I hope our listeners have seen. It can't this be as bad as the NHL Network commercials. Oh, those the, are bad. The catheters. And, yeah. Uh, who the real reality? Team. We learned about this. Who are their P ones and who are their P twos? Like, oh are there really eighty year old men watching NHL Network? <laughs> Look at the NFL Network. They have chunky Campbell's soup. They have, you know, Gillette. They have anything that you would think a a grown adult is interested in. Yet the NHL Network. <laughs> Has catheters and diabetes medicine. The nutty pot. Uh, no, and that weird thing that you, like you put your nose up against and it like drains. Oh everything. my god, like, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> and not and not to mention, like the production quality already isn't that good. It's yeah. all like pre-recorded stuff. There's always music playing. Have you noticed? That there's always music playing behind the highlights. It's like, and the analysts don't actually analyze the highlights. They just introduce the clips and they just show the clips of the game. It just it feels so empty, but that's that's my NHL Network rant because <laughs> catheters. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah. Well, that was a fun ending to the episode. So we're, we'll be back next Thursday for another installment of the Charging Buffalo podcast. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yes, once again, we appreciate you all for listening. Hopefully, we can talk about some wins next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many games we got this week? From we now have until next today, Thursday? Saturday, and that's what I know for now. Okay. We're in Montreal, right? Tonight? Yes, okay. 7.30 face-off. Uh, yes, we'd love to hear your feedback. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at the Charging Buff. Follow us on Twitter, on personal Twitter accounts at JoeTCBNHL, at LVKETCB. Again, we talked about our, our fellow TCB contributors. Follow them as yes. well. Uh, you, you can find them. Yeah. You'll find them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know their ads off the top of my many. head. But, yes, there are a lot of them. Good men. Uh, so, yeah, follow them. We'll be back next week for episode 13. No, yes. 12. 12. 12. Yes. Hopefully we'll talk about some wins. And as always, thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next one.